0: So a friend of mine was celebrating a golden birthday. Given that it's been two and a half years or more since she traveled abroad, she wanted to get a big group together and go to Mexico to celebrate her birthday. It was quite the adventure. People came and went. We stopped in three different cities. When we arrived to Mexico City, she said that she had been feeling a little tired, but we had also been out and moving around for seven or eight days. And the night before, we had a bit of a late one on the beach. She didn't think too much of it. We went out to one of the best restaurants in the world and had an incredible nine-course tasting menu. And everyone was excited to go out after, and she just was not feeling it. So she went home but got a test and was positive for COVID. At that point, we had about nine people staying in Airbnb together. Obviously, you can imagine people were a little bit stressed out. All of us went and got tested. Everyone was negative except for her. That next day was her actual birthday. She had to self-quarantine in the Airbnb by herself while all of our best friends went out and partied and had a good time. And we continued to test negative as a group. And then when it came to our departure, she was still testing positive. So we had to leave her behind. At this point now, it has been five days and she's still stuck in Mexico City.
1: Oh, shit. Stuck in Mexico with COVID. Lo sienta, mamacita. Lo sienta. Welcome back to Somewhere FM, your favorite road trip radio show. DJ Dan in the house, and it's that time of the year. We're doing our annual Drive to Drive. That's the fundraiser we do every year to support a few little travel podcasts. And we're calling on you to donate your stories or your money. So all night long, we're taking your calls and hearing your travel stories about getting back out there. As people are traveling more and more these days, up here at the station, we'd love to hear your stories about getting back out there. This is Somewhere FM, and remember, lines are open, so give us a call.
2: I'm a parent of two little kids. I really needed a break, just be with friends, have no responsibilities, not need to take care of anyone but myself. My husband said he was going to watch the kids so I could go on a trip for six days by myself. And it was the first time I was going to do this since we had our first kid five years ago. I had planned the trip, made all these little dates to meet up with people, hurt my foot. Like, I don't know if I pulled a ligament or what, but tripped over my own... Chair and didn't think I was going to be able to walk around New York City all weekend. So I canceled my flight and then the next day regretted that I wasn't going to go and my foot was feeling better and so I thought maybe I could do it and I was starting to get excited about the plans I made. So I said, let's do this. Rebooked my flight for that night. As the day went on, I went from being excited again to just so nervous and anxious and I was spinning in indecision. The friends who I was really excited to see were now not gonna necessarily be available all weekend. And I'm not really someone who likes being on my own. So the idea of going to New York City and ending up by myself over the weekend was terrifying. My anxiety just started skyrocketing and I just came and sat in my room quietly just to think through the options of do I wanna go or not. At nine o'clock, my husband comes into my son's bedroom, where I was laying there with him, reading a book, and he just says, "I think you should go. I think you're going to be really sad if you don't go, and I don't want you to be somebody whose anxiety gets in the way of you doing things that you love and things that make you who you are and I think you should pack your bag now because you have to leave in an hour and i I went, and to be fair. I also took an Ambien on the airplane so that I wouldn't freak out. Pre-COVID, I
3: was all about the details. And if I was planning a trip, I would plan every moment. I mean, it was great. I loved having all of these things to look forward to. But it could take me on a little bit of an emotional roller coaster if things got off track because then, you know, I'm stressed out, like, got to get to the museum before it closes. But then our dinner reservation is here. And oh my gosh, you know, I'm stuck in traffic, whatever it may be. So COVID comes, I'm not going anywhere. And from there, I have really adjusted my perspective on travel. Most recently, I went up to the Sierra Nevada foothills in California. My son is learning about California history in school, and my friend's parents live there, and they said, hey, come stay with us. I was so grateful to just spend time listening to the stories of the people we stayed with. We got to go to some incredible sites of, like, the original gold mines and caves, and we ended up in Yosemite one day. I mean, it was just wonderful, and I planned none of it. I just went ready to say yes.
4: We got to JFK, everyone was wearing masks in the airport, got on the plane, no one was wearing a mask, flight attendants weren't wearing a mask,
5: and then my boyfriend took his mask off, and then I felt Peer pressure, I felt so much peer pressure. So I took it off, and it felt great.
6: (laughs) I flew from San Diego to Boston for a surprise 40th birthday for my buddy. He was totally shocked, and we had this amazing birthday weekend, and it was great. Up until the last day, when it turned out, some people at the uh, surprise party got the Omicron virus. And I had a panic moment where I needed to test and I was nervous I wasn't going to be able to fly home. And ultimately, the birthday boy got COVID and I was safe, but it was definitely a panic moment. I flew home with a big smile on my face and I thought to myself, maybe this is just the way traveling is going to be from now on. I
4: got yelled at for bringing my own wine onto the plane. (laughs) In
3: 2022, things have changed a little bit instead of doing a weekend somewhere or taking a week off of PTO, I can go potentially spend a month in a different country as long as I'm working from there.
5: This trip has been a long time coming. I was supposed to go in summer of 2020 and I went to Amsterdam. And the timing was perfect because during the week was King's Day. King's Day is a national holiday in the Netherlands, celebrating, I guess, the king's birthday. And the entire city shuts down, so it's basically just a huge party. Everyone wears orange. We grab our our drinks, and we have our beers in our pockets, and we're just walking around, having a great time, heading out to meet up with some people at a, I guess, a town square and we get through this pretty big area, and then there's kind of a bottleneck of this street, and some people are coming from the other direction trying to get to where we are, and we're trying to go the other way, so we're in this bottleneck of people trying to go opposite directions, and I'm leading our group of about eight people, I guess. I don't know why I was in the front, because I don't live there, and I have no idea where I'm going, but I was in the front somehow, so it starts to get like slightly more congested. And then I look kind of behind me and like I'm losing my friends and I'm in the front and I turn back around and it's getting like definitely slightly more crowded and I'm shoulder to shoulder with these people but it's starting to get like pressure, you know? Like there's somebody on in the front of me and behind me and I'm like even sideways trying to kind of like slither through all these people i was (laughs) feeling like astro world vibes and people are starting to get like a little bit more aggressive and like kind of shoving their way through this crowd and i kind of start to panic i'm like i have absolutely no way to get out of this crowd if it starts to get really pressured i'm pretty small compared to the people around me so i'm like just trying to push through forward you know i turn around all of my friends are totally gone I finally reach my way through to the other side of this insane, like bottleneck. And, you know, I don't see anybody around me and it's still super crowded and loud. And I'm in a different country, so my phone doesn't work, so I can't find anybody. I mean, everyone was fine, but it was scary how like unprepared we were for like that amount of people and like that kind of like panic feeling of if this starts to go wrong, there's nothing that you can do about it. Whew. Good thing we had a lot of beer in the cooler to relax after that, because that was so intense. <laughs>
6: I was out on a dinner meeting with some friends and, and halfway through my third cocktail, an alert popped up on my phone that there was a point sale that I could just get these tickets to Ireland basically for free. So I made the judgment call in like three seconds and next thing we knew we were, you know, had an Ireland in a month. We went down to the southwest part of the country neither of us had really been to before. And outside of like the physically beautiful scenery... We got this amazing cultural experience where every time we would go out, we just met all kinds of people. You know, everyone walks up to you in the pubs there and they just want to chat. The big takeaway was just how friendly everyone was. Getting over there wasn't hard. Coming back, you know, we had a bit of our snafus, but all of what we experienced made it all worth it. And honestly, we're planning on trying to figure out how to get back there sooner rather than later just because we had such a good time. There's a million reasons not to travel, and the stresses of the world are still there, and things aren't perfect with the pandemic by any means, but it just felt good to get out there and and have a really positive experience on the road.
1: J Dan in the house, welcome back to Somewhere FM, your favorite road trip radio show. And hey, we're still taking your calls and your money for our annual drive to drive. And that means all night long, folks, we'll be hearing your travel stories about getting back out there. So give us a call. The number here is 510-842-4942. What? what the hell are you doing, man?
7: This is this is my show.
1: Oh, hey, it's Zach Mack, one of our favorite travel show hosts. What uh what are you doing here?
7: this is is my show man what what are you
1: doing here Uh, nobody's heard from you in a year you weren't answering anybody's calls
7: dude i I was gonna come back i was trying to figure out funding and sponsorships and you know i got a full-time job and shit this is complicated man
1: yeah i mean i'm not sure if this is your show anymore i mean the audience has moved on yeah but this is my show i i get to decide that i mean have you ever thought you might not be the right person to host this show I mean you barely travel anymore. You don't have time to make it. And even Nick Quad Vulture said the show is a straight up hate listen.
7: Oh, but he said a bunch of nice stuff around that. Anyway, what what some critic thinks is not the point. Point is this is my show. I'm taking it back,
1: all right? Well right now we're in the middle of a fundraiser. We got people calling in, they're giving us their stories or their money. You trying to help out? What do you got for us?
7: Well I don't I just I mean I just went to Mexico City. Okay. How was that? Yeah, it was cool. Uh it was my first international trip in like three years, and it's just like a big metropolitan, lots of art, lots of really good restaurants. Really cool architecture if you're into brutalism and stuff that looks like it's out of the movie Dune. There's tacos everywhere. If you, if you like tacos, Mexico City is like the spot for you. Now, I don't want to go blaming the tacos, but on my second night, I got super sick with some stomach bug, Montezuma's Revenge type stuff, and it just— It wiped me out for the whole trip. It was, uh, no pun intended, it was shitty, man. But, you know, despite getting sick, it was it was just good to get back out there. All
1: right. Well, thanks for sharing. We're actually running tight on time. So let's hear from another listener submission about getting back out there. This one's from a new travel podcast called Not Lost.
7: Wait, you're about to plug another travel show on my travel show?
1: Hey, it's losey-lose, baby. Anyways, Not Lost is the latest show from Brendan Francis Newman, who you might remember from the dinner party download back in the day. In each episode, Brendan goes to a different city to explore and tries to get himself invited to a stranger's house for a dinner party. Not Lost is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Here's Brendan and his friend Danielle Henderson trying to get back out there in Montreal.
8: This is on St. Laurent. Thank you. When my last radio show ended, fairly abruptly...
4: I was a little concerned about your mental health. Yeah,
8: I was, I was a little bit lost. You know, I went from having this rad show where I spoke with Neil deGrasse Tyson and Scarlett Johansson to my deli guy being the only person I spoke to on any given day. Yeah. But now at this show, trying to get myself back out there. Ooh, this is exciting. Let's play a game. Like, let's just name what comes to mind when we think of Montreal. I definitely think of Poutine. Of course. Leonard Cohen. I think of cute
4: guys. They're everywhere.
8: There is just that kind of French, like, undercut where you're like, ooh la la
4: what is this like an 80s perfume commercial please never say that to a
9: woman
8: here <laughs> I want her to say it to me
9: <laughs> oh God, I, can't breathe. I can never remember who founded Montreal whether it was Samuel de Champlain or Jacques Cartier but what a fucking idiot like, I mean, we're only a six-hour drive from New York. <laughs> That's comedian, writer, actress, Trana Winter.
8: We're at a restaurant called Lawrence, which is a fitting name. If this place was a human, it'd be that fancy kid who dresses like a carefree bohemian. Lawrence. I try and fail to tuck a napkin into my cashmere turtleneck.
9: Montreal winters are not glamorous. It's really hard to be glamorous. It's hard to be
8: glamorous with crampons on your... Foods. Yeah. Oh here we go. Let's cheers. What do you say? Shlant. Slant Sante. Slante. But
9: I love living here. Yeah, why
8: do you love it here?
9: It's the last remaining affordable North American metropolis. Yeah. Um I live in a one bedroom apartment, like smack in the middle of everything, and it's six hundred dollars a month. 600 Canadian so that's like 480 American yeah the other thing that I love about it is just there's just this sexy vibe in Montreal this pulse this energy yes that I don't fully know how to articulate but it's here
4: I've been horny since the minute I (laughs) landed here
9: there is
8: this sensuality to it there is this kind of uh, verve and I don't I just think like oh it's European which is my catch-all term for any kind of those feelings I mean I'm sure that's
9: part of it I think part of it too is just, it is a diverse city, you know? Um, But I don't think that's special anymore. That sort of seems to be, is it?
4: When I travel alone as a black woman, I feel like that's something that I notice right away, if I feel comfortable or not. Right. And there are still some places where I just don't. Right. For sharing it all, thank you.
5: On top you have a little salad of fresh tarragon, beluga lentils, and coins that's marinated. Enjoy. Thank
9: you. This looks so good.
4: Well, the thing that I like about it, though, I feel like you're trying here. Like, there's a a
9: cultural identity that people are not willing to just roll
4: over and let things happen.
9: Yeah, that's true, especially on the French side. Yeah. The French side is very much about protecting their culture. I actually just started to do comedy in French because I am bilingual. Are there different things that French people find funny? In Quebec, actually, there's something called l'école de l'humour, which is comedy school, basically. Okay. Like ninety percent of French or Francophone comedians in Quebec have gone through this school. Class one is like, did you ever notice? And right, it's like, yeah. That's your freshman year, and so there is kind of like this uniformity in terms of comedy style. So also out of necessity, there is this Quebec star system. Like Quebec has its own Hollywood huh. that doesn't exist anywhere else because it can't exist anywhere else. It doesn't translate. But now that I've started performing in French, it's like that's become my new dream. You're going to be on a tablet? I want to be part of like the Quebec star system. I'm like, that's... My dream has always been to make it just so I can be a (laughs) has-been. What's it called if you never did anything to be washed up of? I never was, I guess. I never (laughs) was. You're not a
4: has-been. You're (laughs) never-was. So I got divorced five years ago, and I met my ex-husband on an internet comic book forum in the late 90s. Oh, wow. And he was like my best friend, and he was part of my memory and my heart, and I lost that, and I lost all of my confidence. I have Mm. not been on a date or been in a relationship since then. I have had sex once, no, twice, twice, in the past four years. But, oh, really? Yeah. It's been very difficult to admit to myself that like, I'm interested now in being with someone in a real way again, like sharing right. my life with them. Are
8: you Are afraid to be? I oh, we think we all are vulnerable.
9: Yeah. It's I scary. don't do vulnerability. I,
4: it's,
8: I've known you for a while and we've goofed around and traveled a lot. Like, you do have an appetite for just like, some freewheeling love.
4: No, really? I was <laughs> a lot, what happened <laughs> like, <I'm> like <laughs> Jim Henson in the 70s <laughs> so that you want to get laid
8: but also uh, you're such a I don't know you have such a nurturing instinct and you're you uh, you're,
4: you're I don't know I'm not, I'm, you don't I'm have a, to go there now I'm afraid, but. afraid of that instinct because I don't want to take care of a man <laughs> yep. and it sucks that the result of that is that I might have to be alone
9: because does that bothers the thought of being alone bother you though? no me either. It
4: doesn't bother me. It's only like when I want to get laid and I can't, I don't know how people do it. It bothers yeah. me. It
9: bothers me.
8: It does? Yeah. Um super into cuddling. I, I like, I like, I like cooking breakfast half dog. naked. Like that stuff. I feel stuff. like a
9: dog would really take care of my like no. cuddling affection. No. So what are you doing this weekend? What are the plans? I mean, my weekends are always kind of up in the air. I'm, as you know, I'm very noncommittal. You're looking for a a dinner party? I mean, I like you guys. Let's play it by ear. Is that the name of your next comedy album? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah.
8: 0 for 2 in our dinner party search.
1: listening to Somewhere FM and we're just about out of time. I'm here with former host Zach Mack and during the break the phones were ringing off the hook with people who want to know are you going to start making the show again? Yes.
7: Yes. The answer is yes. I am going to start hosting the show again and we're actually working on new episodes. We're still trying to figure out sponsors and funding and all that stuff but in the meantime we did get a really generous donation from David and Angela Critics that allows us to make a couple episodes, including this one. So big thanks to David and Angela. Really appreciate that. And if you listening want to donate to the show, there is a way to get in contact with me in the show notes. Hit me up, let me know. I don't want to do like a full fundraiser campaign just yet, but if you do want to make a one-time donation, it will be appreciated, and all your money will go to make more episodes of Greetings from Somewhere. Thank you for listening. We will be back. We won't take a year off this time, I promise. We're already working on new stuff. And we we got the band back together, man. This episode was written and produced by me, Zach Mack. This episode was co-performed and mixed, mastered, and sound designed by my man, DJ Daniel Turk. Original music by The Mysterious, Skoranon. Our visual art is by Alicia Tenoyan. And if you like the clip from the other travel show we played here today, that show is called Not Lost. It's out now. There is a link to that in the show notes. And good luck with the rest of the season, Brendan. And if you like our show, please share it with a friend. We are fully independent and it it really helps. Thank you all for listening and good luck on getting back out there.